Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery It Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the real journey of self-discovery, and Debbie's going to be doing the presentation. So go ahead and uh, start your presentation there, Debbie. Okay, thanks, Paul. Well, um, for those of you who don't know my story, um, I met Paul about seven years ago, and he was always trying to talk to me about the Discover It method. But I thought he said the id. I thought he was talking about id, not it. It being your internal thoughts and id being the child inside you. And I thought, I don't want to talk about any child inside me. So I avoided the conversation for at least six years. Um, And in the meantime, the whole time I'm going around trying to figure out how to, quote, quote, fix me. Um, I had noticed that I had several patterns that I kept doing over and over and over again. And I wanted to change that, but I never could figure out exactly how. So finally I went to Paul and and talked to him about it, and I said, okay, and this is more in desperation than anything else. I was like, okay, let's talk about this Discover It. Well, it stands for your internal thoughts, and those are the things that you think about yourself and the things you say to yourself. Um, what I loved about how he presented it was, He made it into a little entity, and I always thought of it as the little devil on my shoulder, you know, the one that says, what made you think you could do that? Or um, you're too fat, you're you're too whatever. So I started looking at that, you know, this internal thought, this little entity that's telling me all kinds of things. And Paul and I would talk. And let me tell you what, that was a complete struggle in the beginning because I would get angry, really, really angry. And I would feel like he was yelling at me or being aggressive with me. And I would throw, throw down the phone because I couldn't listen anymore. And then the minute I threw the phone down, I'd realize, You know, I'm not committed to treating people that way. That's not how I am. And then I would call back and apologize and say, well, it's just that you were were yelling at me. And he would say, Debbie, we were just having a conversation. The thing is, your it wants to keep you, this little entity, your internal thoughts, wants to keep you shut away from ever looking at anything about it. So he would tell me, we're just having a conversation. And he would also, you know, ask that I just try to stay in the conversation. Well, a long time ago, I was in a leadership program, and they used to say when you were looking at something that you really didn't want to look at, they would say, think of it as a dress that you're trying on. You don't have to agree that it's true. You just have to try it on and see if it fits. See if it fits you. And so that's what I started doing was I started trying on some of the things that Paul said to me or pointed out to me. Um, And that actually really opened up my world. As I mentioned to you before, my life has been a roller coaster of success and failure. And I've really been looking at that. 
I've really been looking at why is that? Why am I, you know, wildly successful at one point and then can't seem to get anything accomplished at another point? And the first thing I realized was you have to have a really strong why. So my why, as I was raising my girls, I have three daughters, and my why for them was, well, my why was them. And I also had a goal or a vision for them. You know, so my vision for them was that I wanted my three daughters to be strong, independent women. I also had a vision for who I was as a mother. I wanted them, my vision for that, for that, for being a mom, was I wanted them to be able to experience unconditional love at all times, which I have to tell you was very challenging during the teenage years. And there was absolutely no doubt in my mind in that area, raising my girls, that I was extremely successful. Okay. They, all, they grew up to be strong, successful women, strong, independent women, just like my vision, and went off into the world to be their own people. And then I was left with, okay, now what? Well, now I don't have a why, or I don't have a vision for what my life was. And it seemed like everything went downhill from there. I was on commission income, and whereas I'd made thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars at that previously, now it's like I can't even get two nickels to rub together. And everything became a struggle, and bills started mounting up. And then Paul would say things like, well, you can't give what you don't have. And he's talking about love. Now, I, I consider myself the most loving individual in the whole world. One of my friends one time called me a heart with legs on it, and I was, was proud of that she would say that because that's how I feel about people. I love everybody, and I try to do right by everybody. But my it didn't want me to see that um, you can't give what you don't have. So what Paul was saying to me is if I don't love myself, I can't give love to others. And that really just twisted my head around completely. Because, see, I was in the, um, in the area at that time where I was blaming the world for my problems. I was blaming my circumstances. I was blaming the economy, for goodness sake. And I was blaming everything outside of myself. But what Paul was pointing out and what I later came to realize was I'm my problem. Okay, so there's a lot of things that I don't want you to know about me. I've always grown up under the fake it till you make it, you know, but I've also realized that's the most inauthentic thing you can ever say is to fake it till you make it. And if telling you about me helps you really look at yourself, then it'll be worth it for me. Starting to get a little choked up here. So, But anyway, it would be worth it for me if you get something out of this for your journey. So 
let me tell you a little bit about my journey. It has done nothing but twist me up in every direction. I feel sometimes like I'm an archaeologist. I'm looking under every rock with both excitement and dread. I'm excited to see what I'll find, and I'm scared to death about what I'll find. So what did I find? Well, I really looked at it. I found out I don't have faith in myself. I don't really like myself. And I'm two-faced because I tell the world that I can accomplish anything. But at the same time, I have no belief that that'll happen. And I'm, a, and I'm really scared about what that means for me. So I've been looking at all these issues with Paul, and I don't like who I am. And I certainly don't like what I see about myself. But it's been like peeling an onion layer after layer after layer, where every time I think I'm done, oh, good, here's another layer. And we have to delve into that. But we've been using the three-step process, of course, identify, confront, be proactive. I'm getting really good at that. So May is my one-year anniversary of using the Discover It method. And what I will say is that I'm a work in progress, and I keep looking at the issues. I keep identifying, confronting them, being proactive. That's really become my mantra. And I'm willing to be open about it. I'm willing to look and to confront and to change. So here's some cold, hard examples of the change in me. So I've been looking at cars. Now, I can't even wrap my head around paying for a car more than $10,000. It's the money. It's the I've always bought used cars. I've always had that. Okay? But when I really started looking at it, the truth was I don't think I deserve a new car. So not to mention wrapping my head around the money, okay? Relationships. I said I would never get remarried again. I don't need a relationship. When my kids ask me, I always tell them, I'm content, and I, and I feel like I am, and I say, I'm content whether I have a relationship or whether I don't have a relationship. I'm content with my life. But the truth is, I really don't think I deserve a fantastic relationship, which why wouldn't I think I would deserve that? Okay, and let's look at jobs. The last two jobs I've had, my bosses have been unbelievable. I've had one boss that continually put me down, and then the, the job I'm in now, the boss constantly says bad things to me and doesn't believe in me and treats me in such a way that I get very aggravated because I don't feel appreciated. And you might say, why don't you look for another job? Well, the truth is I never thought someone else would hire me. Do you see any common themes here? I do. I did. So... It's interesting 
once you start really looking at yourself, what happens? Because your world really starts opening up. So just to let you know some, some of the ways mine's opening up, I've actually managed to get my head around a new car, and I'm shopping for a Toyota RAV4 because I do deserve a new car. Relationships, it's funny to, I'm funny to say, but an old boyfriend decided clear out of the blue to look me up after 30 years. I do deserve a loving relationship. That's probably not the one, but who knows? And as far as the job's concerned, I gave notice on my job yesterday because Monday I just realized that the way I'm being spoken to doesn't fit who I am. Um, And I found a new job. And you know what? This new manager, she loves me. She appreciates me. I haven't even started working there yet, and she can't wait for me to get over there because she wants to, um, she keeps telling me that she wishes she could pay me more money, and believe me, I wish it too, but, um, but, but she really is looking forward to working with me and, and keeps talking about all the skills I have and the great things that I'm going to bring to this company. So, that, that was pretty good, too. There are other things that are opening up in my life, and every day I know that there's going to be more and more and more. And so I want to ask you, if you use the Discover It method, what would open up for you? Are you willing to try? Are you willing to be open? Are you willing to look? I hope you are. Thank you very much, Debbie, for that fantastic presentation this evening. You work. You have definitely grown in the past year uh, tremendously, and uh, I'm anticipating a lot more changes in your journey of self-discovery. Thanks again for it. Me too. You're welcome. Ray, you're online, right? Yeah, what's up, Paul? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good. I uh, talked to you earlier about a particular word, significant. Go ahead and define that word for me, please. That word is uh, su- sufficiently great or important to be worthy of attention or noteworthy. Also, having a particular meaning indicative of something. What What is your opinion about that one particular word? To me, that I, what comes to mind is uh, time management, being that our time and energy is a finite thing, that we have to choose what we spend it on based on our priorities or allow our mind to be distracted to, to things that many times in subconscious ways are, are destructive and that we don't intend, you know, it allows us to find ways and reasons why it's either good for us at the time or all that we have to choose from, but that ultimately destroys us in some way. But significance, when I hear that word, I think of the things that 
affect us the most, you know, the things that are the most significant, the things that mean the most to us, and uh, finding that balance of spending your time and energy and your choices on the things that are the most significant to you and being accountable and being aware of when that is not working in your favor. You know, when you're allowing your attention to be misdirected to destructive things, destructive habits, people, places, and things versus the things that you actually that are, are significant to you and that have meaning to you. Thank you very much, uh, Ray. We appreciate, uh, you know, explaining that word and what it means to you. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Jody, What uh, apply that word significance. What does it mean to you in your life? Um, significant, to me, kind of talks about importance, like what kind of values we have. Um, Debbie talked about kind of having a why. So I think when it comes to that, we try to find um, something that's significant to keep us moving forward, to keep changing and growing. And that's important when working the Discover It method. Um, there's also, it can also be applied in different things that affect our lives. Um, based on our past program conditioning, there's going to be different things that have significance to us based on that past program conditioning, uh, based on that who we think we are or different ways we were growing up and things like that. So I think by being able to identify the things that, are, that seem significant to us uh, before the Discover It method can help us understand how we behave and how we react uh, to different things and around us and like other people's conditions and things like that. So I think it's important one to be able to recognize those and identify them and then being able to change and grow and know that sometimes things that were significant at one point in our life won't be significant after we recognize where they came from. And that way we can put new significance on future goals and plans and things like that to change who we think we are and uh, grow through that Discover It method. Thank you very, very much, Jody. I really appreciate that. You know, significance is uh, the number one uh, area of the six basic skills. Uh, we all want to, you know, feel significant, whether we know it or not. We want to feel accepted. We want to be wanted by others, and we want to feel important, no matter what area of importance we seek. And the one thing that we don't realize most of the time is that when you are not on the journey of self-discovery, you are missing out on a lot of these six basic skills, uh, needs, in life. And I think next week or two, maybe week after next, I'll go into the six basic uh, needs of a human being. And uh, I really think the session tonight was fantastic. want to thank everybody that participated, uh, Jody, Ray, and Debbie. And uh, look forward to seeing you all next week at 
730 next Thursday night and call 515-604-9530, access code 655-145. Thank you very much.